Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Everybody calm down. Your identity has already been stolen. That's our show for today. So if you've been living a social media free life, good for you, by the way. Bravo. Yes, keep it up. Don't go back. It's not even, it's just not worth it. But anyway, (laughs) you might not have heard that the personal information of 143 million people were stolen from Equifax. Names, addresses, and social security numbers. The ironic part of the story is that Equifax is a credit reporting agency. The keeper, if you will, of your credit report and score. The basic information they lost to hackers. When these events happen, data breaches, meaning, the media and in turn the public seem to lose their minds about everything from their finances to their personal information to even their basic banking accounts. Suddenly, everybody is talking about it like this event somehow wiped away everyone's savings accounts or something really major. What's even scarier is the sad realization that most people don't realize how much of their information is already out there and how much of it has been lost stolen, misplaced, misused, etc. In the last several years, I've had this happen to me. My iCloud password hacked, computer held for Bitcoin ransom. I had checks stolen out of the mail and used fraudulently at major retailers. Four credit cards replaced by the issuer early due to potential fraud. The card issuer did it, not me, due to fraudulent charges. One credit card actually being used fraudulently, I got a call from USAA at 2 a.m. about a suspicious charge coming from Croatia. Countless letter notifications about data breaches, free credit monitoring, and class action lawsuits. The truth is, for 99.99% of Americans, your identity has already been stolen. Let's dive in to what is really happening out there in data land and some simple steps that you can take to be a little bit proactive about your personal information. Let's do this. This is going to be fun. Come along for the ride, if you will. Data breaches are sadly way too common. I don't know if you've ever seen the news in the last few years, and I don't blame you if you just put a rock over your head. But data breaches are extremely common, and these are just the ones we hear about because they involve a lot of data, or they're really big, well-known companies. The Privacy Rights Clearinghouse has been tracking data breaches since 2005, and it has recorded 7,674 breaches that have been made public involving a whopping 1,070,186,516 records. Let's take a moment to let that sink in. That's over a billion Given there's only about 360 million Americans, pretty safe guess that your information is already out there. Some of the most well-publicized breaches, although long forgotten in today's media cycle, include the 2005 MasterCard and Card Systems had 40 million accounts stolen. I'm trying to count the zeros. There's a lot of them. 2007, TJ Maxx was hacked at 94 million accounts were stolen. I remember that one. 2009, the U.S. military lost a hard drive with 76 million records, including social security numbers and personal information of vets and active duty service members. Ugh. 
2009. The biggest credit card hack in history impacted payment processor Heartland and resulted in 130 million records being stolen. 2010 and 2011. Totally remember this one. Sony Online Entertainment and Sony PlayStation Network had over 100 million accounts stolen. (laughs) Mine was included in that one. 2013, Evernote had 50 million accounts and records compromised. 2013 again, Target had payment information hacked from 70 million transactions and records. 2014, J.P. Morgan Chase had 76 million records compromised in a hack. 2015, Health insurance giant Anthem had 80 million records hacked. 2016? Evidently, online security was really tight that year because nothing major happened. 2017? Equifax hacked. Really? Again, guys? 140 million records compromised. 2019? First American had 885 million records of personal financial data hacked. 885 million? Huh. 2020? Different kind of virus was going around. 2021, LinkedIn had 700 million records of personal data linked. The list of hacks and personal information releases just goes on and on and on. If you look at the Privacy Rights Clearinghouse website, you'll also sadly see that many breaches don't even know the extent of the information that was taken. Finally... Consider that this is just the major breaches. How many small businesses do you think mishandle or misplace your information? You give your name, address, social security number to your dentist to file your insurance claim. Are they handling your information correctly and securely? What about your employer, doctor, landlord, the guy you paid at the farmer's market that one time? (laughs) Also, what about every single person you've ever written a check to? They have your bank account and routing numbers, as well as your name and address. I don't know about you, but I'm never writing a paper check ever again. And it's not just your credit card number. It's also your name, address, phone number, social security number, health records, tax records, employment records, and more and more and more. It's all there. And it's all out there. It's just the world we live in today. All your personal information is already there. Have you ever looked around to see how much personal information is already available about you? It's pretty scary. But you should know so that you can arm yourself. First, do this simple test and just Google your name. What comes up? Now, what if you add your city to your name? So first name, last name, city, what comes up? Are you shocked by the results? Next, check out the website pipl.com. I'm guessing people.com, but it's pipl.com. Enter your name, email, or phone number. Do you see your address? Do you see your past addresses? Maybe you even see a picture of yourself. Finally, now that you have an address, you can start seeing things that are public record in your county or state. Maybe you want to know your neighbor's tax bill or some small business information. Any recorded documents at your county clerk? That's searchable online. Oh, and do you think your social security number is safe? (laughs) It's not. Beyond the hacks, there are some common ways to find social security numbers. Prior to 2011, SSN had a common format based on the location and year of birth. You could then use the SSN validator for free online 
each day and see if you got a valid SSN. Scary. So, you can simply find all this online? What private information do companies have about you? Well, let me show you. Credit reports. The Equifax breach had made tons of headlines because it was a credit reporting agency. Your credit report shows your history of borrowing, what you paid back, were you on time with it, and more. It's a useful document for your finances, of course, and many companies use this credit report to make decisions about your responsibility. There are three main credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. If you want to get a free copy of your credit report, by the way, you can do so once a year by going to annualcreditreport.com. Annualcreditreport.com. I strongly recommend you do this every year and ensure that all the information is absolutely correct. Banking records. Beyond credit, there are also companies that maintain records about your bank accounts, where you've banked, your credit writing history, and more. The goal here was originally to stop fraudulent check writers from continuing to take advantage of banks, but with less people using checks, this has now become an identity service similar to your credit report. <laughs> checks Systems is the largest company that maintains these types of records, and you can get a copy of your information from them at a link we have at thecollegeinvestor.com. Personal Information You ever gone onto a website and it asks you really weird questions? Like, have you ever lived at one of the following addresses, or do you have a relative with the following name? This information is gathered by a service called LexisNexis. They have all kinds of information, addresses, insurance claims, work history, and more. You can get a copy of your LexisNexis personal report. We have a link to it, again, at thecollegeinvestor.com. It's under this article. How vulnerable are you after all of this, after reading through how much information is already out there? You might feel pretty freaked out and a little vulnerable, but it's important to realize that all this information has been out there for years and nothing has happened. And the odds of something happening are still extremely low. Look, there are really only two ways that you're going to get your information compromised. One, Someone is intentionally stealing your identity. This is the most common way you'll be compromised, and it can be the hardest to prevent if someone is really trying hard to steal your identity. But you're not a celebrity, so the actual odds of this happening are extremely low. I put it at like 1%. This also includes cases of your home being burglarized or purse being stolen. It can happen, but the odds are rare. Number two, a bot is using hacked information randomly. A more common scenario is that there are hackers and bots that are simply using the data that's already been hacked and just trying to do something with it. They run through credit card numbers and social security numbers, simply hoping for a match on a random website to get a sale and move on once it's shut down. If someone has actually gone to the extent of stealing your identity, you have bigger issues than a simple Equifax hack or other hack. You need to file a police report and take action but remember that this is no different than being the victim of countless other types of crimes. If your information is simply leaked, the bigger threats are bots and hackers, and there are smart ways to protect yourself and remain vigilant. It's also important to note that with credit cards, you have no liability for fraudulent charges. 
If your card is stolen and used, the card issuer pays the bill, not you. So don't panic about potentially being wiped out as a result of hackers. Here are the best ways to protect yourself and your credit. Look, a lot of places are telling consumers, call all the credit bureaus and freeze your credit immediately. But for most people, that's simply not practical. Most of us use our credit reports pretty regularly and most don't even realize it. Furthermore, it typically costs money to freeze your credit. Although some companies are waiving that fee temporarily, it's just a waste of money. There are much better ways to avoid getting your identity stolen. There's really only four things that you need to do to protect yourself, your credit, and your identity. Number one, monitor and organize all your financial transactions. The first thing you need to do is to get organized and monitor all your accounts. If you have ever had a bank account, credit card synced into one system that you can monitor easily, it makes seeing potential fraudulent transactions really easy too. We recommend Personal Capital, it's free, and there's also Mint.com, YNAB, which stands for You Need a Budget, and more. Number two, monitor your credit. You should also be consistently monitoring your credit for any unusual activity. While monitoring your known accounts is good, if you don't watch your credit, you can't know if someone opened a new credit card in your name. We recommend Credit Karma, another free tool that updates weekly based on your credit report. Number three, pull your credit report and other data annually. We already listed the resources above, but pull your credit report and other personal data reports at least every year. For your credit report, you might consider pulling one from each of the three bureaus every four months. Number four, change your passwords and enable two-factor authentication. Ensure that you change all your passwords. Don't use the same passwords on your bank accounts that you use on social media and enable two-factor authentication everywhere possible, email, social media, banking, etc. Two-factor authentication is where you get a text message to enter a code. Or even better, you can use an app or hardware like YubiKey. This means that someone would not only have to steal your information, but they would also have to physically have your phone as well. If you get a text and you're not trying to log in, you know something's up and you can take action immediately. It's annoying to set up sometimes, but it's really worth it from a security standpoint. Okay, after all of that, here are some final thoughts. I know the thought of getting your identity stolen is a little bit scary, but the odds of it actually impacting your life very rare. Yeah, your credit report, credit card might be used in some foreign country like Croatia. Oh well, you can get a new card. Yes, someone opened a credit card in your name. It's just more of a hassle, but you file a report, contact the card issuer, credit bureau, and you get it taken care of. No big deal. The bottom line is that it's not the end of the world. There's already so much information about you out there. The only thing you can do is to take the preventative steps we mentioned today, those four steps, and monitor your information regularly. That is our show for today. I hope it was helpful to you and also just to kind of calm you down a little bit. That was the point of it, because <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Hey, if you want to read this article, see all the links, the resources, and even some reviews on some of the products we talked about today, you can find it at thecollegeinvestor.com. Just simply type in the title of this podcast into the search bar. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you again real soon.